and it is Wednesday. Thank you for listening to the Daily Rejoicing Podcast. I want to make another comment about yesterday, how fellowship with God uh, brings joy. There is such great, wonderful, wonderful joy in walking with God. You know, I've said before recently that the secret place of prayer is so often neglected by people, by Christians, because it's maybe the one, the main thing, one of the things that nobody else is going to know if you as a Christian skipped. It's something that we're very often commanded to do, and that is pray, spend time with God, uh, read your Bible. But it's one of those spiritual disciplines that are neglected because it's not texting you, calling you. It's not obvious if you didn't do. You know, if I don't shave or if I don't show up for church, I mean, shaving, you don't have to shave. It's not a Christian command, but I'm just saying, for example, there are things in my life that I do on a regular basis that if I don't do are noticed. If I don't show up at church, uh, people are going to know. If I don't mow my yard, people are going to know. And so some of things like that, some of those things get a lot more attention. Um, and the secret place of prayer is something that's neglected. However, however, I say all that to say this, your fellowship with God often goes neglected. And I know it does because, you know, you're a person and it's just how people are. We've all been there. And I hope you're not there now. But if you are, you're who I'm talking to. Uh, and if you're not, you're, you are walking with God. I'm telling you to stay there. Keep doing it. Don't neglect it. Don't think it's unimportant. Because while people won't be able to know for sure that you're not walking with God, you'll be able to tell. And very soon, everyone else will be able to tell something as well. Because fellowship gives joy. And then when you as a Christian, though, neglect that fellowship, it removes that joy, that rejoicing. Now, I can't always explain it, but you can sort of tell when you're around another Christian for any length of time, whether, or you can have a pretty good guess, uh, whether or not they are consistently uh, walking with God every day, having fellowship with God. That is, reading their Bible and praying uh, sincerely, not just reading to just check a box. Although if you've got a, a schedule as a tool, that's excellent to keep you accountable and disciplined. But I mean, when you open your Bible to read that day, you're really searching for what God has to say to you. You want to hear from God from his word, which is how he speaks to us. And then when you pray, you know you're talking to the Father. You really are praying. You're talking to God, not just a one, two, three, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Thank you, Lord, for making me. And now I let me down to sleep. Boom, I pray today. No, no, no. I mean, you really talk to God. Anyways, when you spend time with God, people can tell. People can just tell. Fellowship brings joy. God wants your joy to be full. But the closer you get to God, the more sensitive you become to sin because fellowship illuminates sin. Yesterday, we read in John, or excuse me, 1 John 1, 5, that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. Now, what is light? Light is something that reveals what it falls upon. It makes known. It makes the truth known. Everything is laid bare before God. There's no secrets there's no darkness. And when we get saved, we're a new creature. 
and the power of the Holy Spirit is greater than our flesh, and we ought to be dead to self and reckon ourselves dead indeed unto sin, Romans 6.11, we talked about that recently, but the flesh is still something you're going to have to contend with every day, so you have to die to your flesh daily, because your flesh likes to sin, and that inner desire of your flesh to sin is like a spy in the fortress, an ally to the world on the outside. And it'll take advantage of any little flaw in the fortress, any amount of being unguarded, any moment, I mean, of being unguarded, it infiltrates. Uh, But when we get close to the light, who's God, we see any sin we're dealing with so much more clearly. You know, if you wanted to run outside at nighttime, maybe you got home late and you want to check the mail or you need to take your trash out, or you want to check something on your at, at your car, or something. You need to go outside and it's dark, and you don't have streetlights. Well, you're probably going to take a flashlight. Maybe if you're like literally everyone, you have a flashlight on your phone, and you'll flick that bad boy on, and you'll be able to see where you walk. If you're like me, you're just a little concerned that you might step on a snake. Why is that? Because I see snakes just about every time I mow. And so I don't want to step on one of those little so-and-sos because I hate them and I'm a little bit uh, scared of them, maybe. Can I say that? I'm a grown man, but I'm a little bit afraid of the snake, the tiny baby snakes, and I don't want to step on one. And so I take the light. Now, the light doesn't change anything. It just tells me what's there. You see, and that's what walking with God does. When I don't walk with God, I, I lie. I deceive myself. I say, I have no sin. That's uh, verse number uh, six. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. I could say week after week after week of going to preaching, and I could say week after week of reading my Bible, I have no sin. There is nothing that God needs to work on. There's nothing I need to repent of, nothing I need to confess and forsake. There's nothing. I'm all good. I have arrived. I'm a perfect Christian. I don't ever need to go forward. If you go forward at your church, I don't ever need to repent or apologize or anything. I am good. Well, you were walking in darkness. Yeah. Yeah, you're walking in darkness. But when you get close to God, when you really open your Bible and you really open your heart in the preaching and you allow the Holy Spirit to search you with that flashlight and shine the light of God upon your heart, when you begin to have fellowship with God, you see that there's a lot of things I need to fix, things I need to get right about. Consider this, and you've maybe thought about this before. It's an interesting phenomenon. Now, just think about this. If you like to observe people, maybe you like to sit in the airport or sit on your lunch break at work, and you just like to watch people and think about how different people are. Think about this. In a church, if you spent a lot of time in church, around church, why is it that the people who, as far as you can tell, are very right with God, close with God, faithful. You know they read their Bible. You know they have sincere prayer requests. You've heard them pray. They're talking to God. They're they're legit. They're sincere Christians. Why are those Christians the ones that always seem to be getting right with God? The ones that come Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. They come to Sunday school. They come to everything. They come to revivals, and they're all in. Anytime you ask for a sign-up or a volunteer, they're there, they're there. <laughs> They want to serve God, but they, in the preaching, seem to be always crying, always getting overwhelmed. Maybe they'll go forward. They need to repent for something. And you're like, this doesn't make any sense. This person is one of the most faithful, godly people in the church, and yet they're always getting right with God. Ah, It's interesting, isn't it? 
But then you've got somebody else, and not to be unkind, or I'm not trying to pass judgments on people just with observation, but you see their life, you see what they're into, and they only maybe hardly ever come, and then there's a sermon maybe just about their sin or about whatever, and and they're never touched. It's like they're Teflon, nothing sticks, they don't care, bulletproof. I mean, you'd think that they would be the ones getting right with God because they're living in open sin and rebellion and things, and, and you wonder, why is that? It's because of this. When you have fellowship with God, you're really close to the light. And the closer you are to the light, the brighter the light, the more clearly you see yourself for who you really are. If you want to clean your room, you want to clean the kitchen, you want to clean the living room. If you want to do a good job, what are you going to do? Turn all the lights on. If my wife were to ask me to wash the dishes and I wanted to get it done fast, I would turn off all the lights in the kitchen and then I would wash the dishes. Now, that would probably be the speediest dishwasher time ever. I clear that sink, man. But the dishes wouldn't be clean because I'm deceiving myself because I'm away from the light. Because when you're away from the light, you deceive yourself and think that you're good, but you're not. When you go to a restaurant, a fancy restaurant, maybe Lord deliver us. A fancy, expensive restaurant where everything is very dark. Dark, 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 dark. You can barely see the menu. Don't you hate that? You got to get out your phone flashlight to read the menu. Come on. What are they hiding? That's what I always wonder. I mean, how clean is this place really? I hope the lights are on in the kitchen and there's not stuff in my food that's not supposed to be there that nobody knows about because we can't see. Turn the lights on. That's what I want to say. Turn the lights on. You know, the brighter the light, the more accurate your understanding of what is in front of you. And that's why people who have consistent fellowship with God have consistent joy because they're consistently getting right with God. They're consistently cleaning out the temple, so to speak. It's important to deal with that sin on a regular basis because sin hinders fellowship. We're talking about having full joy. These things write me unto you that you may have joy and that it may be full. And then right after that, he starts talking about fellowship because fellowship with God brings joy. Fellowship with God necessitates dealing with sin on a constant basis. And then tomorrow we'll talk about sin hindering fellowship. We'll study that a little bit. Thank you for listening. God bless you. I'll see you tomorrow.